goal achievers, I have a very exciting announcement for you. The dates and location have been set for the first ever Miracle Morning Experience live event. That's right. Go to MiracleMorning.com forward slash events to get all the details and to apply for a spot. And when I say apply for a spot, I mean that very sincerely. Uh, We'll have probably 10,000 people plus apply. It is narrowed down or it is limited to 200 individuals. And the reason is this event will be unlike any event in history in that every person there will be working together to literally create history by planning the future of the Miracle Morning movement. So every morning, we'll start by experiencing guided Miracle Morning sessions to deepen and expand your abilities to benefit from the Savers practices, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing. We'll have world-renowned experts in each of these areas to take your Miracle Morning to a whole new level. And then during the afternoon is where the collaborative part happens. You'll connect and collaborate with hundreds of like-minded Miracle Morning practitioners to brainstorm, plan, and execute the future of the Miracle Morning Movement. How will we continue to change millions of lives one morning at a time? You'll be a part of the future. And then every evening we'll celebrate together. Uh, Not too late, of course. You know, we have to be up early. But uh, everything from helping to guide the vision for the Miracle Morning movie that we're, we're filming right now to initiatives that you literally create right there in the room that I don't even know about, right? They'll be created collectively by the brilliance that uh, comes together this June in the middle of the United States. Uh, Again, go to miraclemorning.com forward slash events for all of the details. And I cannot wait to see you at the Miracle Morning Experience live event. Hey, it's Hal Elrod, and this episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast is being brought to you by FreshBooks, the small business accounting software designed for you. And uh, stay tuned at the end for a really cool offer, and you'll find out how FreshBooks is helping millions of small business owners make everyday accounting easy, fast, and secure. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. All right, goal achievers, welcome. It is uh, good morning to you. It's, it's 5.30 a.m. where I am, yet it's 8.30 p.m. where my guest is. 5.30 a.m. where I am, 8.30 p.m. where my guest is, and I'm excited for today. Um, Nathan Chan, I'm going to introduce you to the man. The myth, the legend, Nathan Chan, and I met Nathan at a um, at an event that we were both speaking at called Tropical Think Tank. Uh, good friend Chris Ducker, who was on the podcast uh, quite a few episodes ago, uh, puts on an event every year in the Philippines, in Cebu, Philippines, at this really cool resort. Resort, and uh, Nathan and I both got to speak, and that was the first time I had met him, but uh, had heard of of him and his work. And uh, he he, we actually had breakfast together, and he shared his story of how he founded 
his magazine, Founder Magazine, and I was so inspired. I literally right there said, Nathan, can I interview you on the podcast? Like that is such an inspiring and fascinating story. Uh, I would love to share that with our listeners. I think that it would inspire them uh, on their journeys and, and also it would, you know, there's a lot they could learn from what you've accomplished at such a young age and, and how you've accomplished it. Um, so Without further ado, let me give a, a bit of a proper introduction to Nathan Chan. He was in his mid-20s, uh, and he felt there was no business magazines that he could relate to. So he wanted to read something that delved deep into the world of a successful entrepreneur and would actually show their processes and failures, obstacles and challenges, and one that ultimately taught others straight from the mouths of the best in the world. And wanting to personally discover the answers to all the questions about daily struggles of starting a successful business, Nathan began to go out and interview world-changing entrepreneurs in the hope that he could learn from them. And it was the point of no return. So he was still working a full-time job and he created Founder. And uh, if you're uh, not familiar with Founder, it is spelled F-O-U-N-D-R. So there is, who needs an E, right? Foundermag.com is the website, F-O-U-N-D-R, mag, M-A-G.com. And since its inception, Founder has quickly become a top-ranked 10 business and investing magazine in the App Store and is currently supporting hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs across multiple platforms and resources. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited to, to introduce you to Nathan and his story. And uh, if you're not familiar, Founder Magazine. Nathan, you there, buddy? Yeah, man. Thank you so much for the uh, kind introduction, dude. You made me feel, sound like uh, an absolute superstar. That's how you are, brother. That's how I felt when I met you. Like this guy is a superstar, man. So, uh, and, and oh, you're well, also, you, yeah, you're you're just you know you're humble. You're not flashy. You're just down to earth and 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 just somebody that uh, has uh, you know figured out what works to be successful and and start this huge you know, global magazine with literally hundreds of thousands of subscribers around the world. It's, it's, it's incredible. So, um, what, uh, let, let's hear, I'd love to, for you to share, I don't know if you remember which story you shared with me, but I'm sure it's your st story. So <laughs> you've shared it before. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, share with me, uh, how, how did, you know, what were you doing? I know you were working a day job when you had the idea for founder. Talk about that. What were you doing before? Uh, where did the idea come from and, and what was the transition into doing this full time? Yeah, sure, man. I'd love to. So, uh, I started, well, I've been running Founder now for about three years and two months, for three, three years and three months. So I, I launched the magazine March 2013. So if you, f if you rewind back to then, I was working uh, as an IT support guy at a travel company. And uh, what my role uh, was at the company was essentially fix, fix anyone's bullshit problems <laughs> like if someone's got a mouse that doesn't work their keyboard isn't working they can't log into their computer somebody's just started and they need a new computer set up someone's computer's broken <laughs> so uh, like so like super glamorous activities yes super yeah. glamorous activities you know crawling under decks you know <laughs> setting up setting up network cables like networking and, and plugging computers together and you were again how, was, how old at this time oh how old sure i'm 29 now so i was 20 oh 25 wow 26 all right 
So founded a magazine at 2526. I love it. Okay. So, all right. So you're working at an IT job and, uh, and how, how did you feel about it? You just, you just weren't fulfilled or what, what was the, what was the itch that got you to do something else? Yeah, I wasn't fulfilled nowhere near there, man. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was on that path, you know, even at that point in time, I was on that path to just trying to find work that fulfilled me. And I, uh, during that point in time, I was also studying, uh, doing a master's of marketing. So I went back to university and was doing a master's of marketing part time. And I was looking for a job in marketing. Uh, but unfortunately, no one would hire me. Hmm. Uh, I went for many different uh, job interviews in marketing as just like a you know graduate marketer. And even at the company I was working for, I went for two or three job interviews there uh, in the marketing department and no one would give me a shot. Hmm. So what happened was a while before that, I read this book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And it like that's that's that book really opened up my mind and, and like I really saw the matrix. Like I, I saw that I didn't have to work – this shitty job that I hated. I didn't have to, you know, be so depressed in the mornings when I go to work and catch the train and sit there for an hour to commute to my day job. And I didn't have to hate the work that I did, you know, for for a big period of my life. And and it kind of opened me up to think, well, maybe I can start an online business. Maybe I can do something, you know, it's entrepreneurial and I, I, you know, a little bit before that, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I remember I used to see someone like a friend of a friend, his title on his LinkedIn was entrepreneur and I didn't even know what that meant. Wow. Like this is how green I was, dude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was at. So that's where you're at. And by the way, before I, I want, I want to hear the whole story, but I just, I'm looking at, I'm on foundermag.com and just for our listeners, in case you're not clear, like the scope of, of this magazine, um, it, you know, on, you've interviewed Nathan and you've, I mean, I'm looking at the covers of founder magazine, Gary Vaynerchuk, Guy Kawasaki, Tony Robbins, Damon John, Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, Deepak Chopra, right? Marie Forleo. Like I just, I'm looking at these, the covers of the magazines. Um, and, and, and by the way, also for our listeners, you do the podcast as well as the magazine. So you're interviewing these interv- individuals, Richard Branson, right? On, uh, for the magazine. And then you're turning those, uh, audios into podcast interviews. Is that correct? Mm, yeah, correct. Okay. So sorry. I just, I just, I, I, wanted to insert that as because I just I'm visually going wow 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 look at all these uh, you know world class leading entrepreneurs that you have interviewed is incredible so all right so you're 25 years old 26 you're in IT you're not happy you got a a degree in marketing uh, no one's hiring you and you're now learning okay I can become an entrepreneur I'm learning I'm figuring out what that actually is so uh, take us into uh, take us from there yeah so you know at first um I had a crack at creating a website and trying to make money online, and uh, this is this is before I launched the magazine. I, I it is a very very small parlay into online business, and uh, it was it was this website called bestsmellingcologne.net. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, you I was started writing, this? Yeah, it just just like a little side thing, like just while like, just playing around, right? Yeah. There was optimism Best there. BestSmellingCologne.com. That's great. Yeah, there was an optimism. <laughs> there was optimism there, dude. That one day this cologne review site 
might actually become an e-commerce store and I'd sell men's aftershave. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I was playing around. I was stuffing around with a few bits and pieces and um, what happened was an opportunity came about to create my own digital magazine. So at first, like this, you know, I was on someone's email list and they created this software that allowed you to do it. It was off-the-shelf publishing software. I got an email about this off-the-shelf publishing software. It was called Magcast. And I thought, you know, what a brilliant idea. And at first I was actually going to create a magazine in horse racing. I'm not sure if you know how, but horse racing is really big here in Australia. Like you guys got the Kentucky Derby, right? Uh, yes. Yes, you got the Kentucky Derby. Well, we here we have the Melbourne Cup. And that's like a public holiday and I'm, I love going to the spring carnival. So during spring, everyone goes to the races. It's really fun. And yeah, horse racing is a really big thing. And I was going to start this horse racing magazine with one of my best friends at Housemates at the time. And um, he actually ended up getting a job. So he just he graduated and uh, he got a job in horse racing as a journalist and he couldn't take on any side projects. So I went back to the drawing board because I said that was enough. You know, no one would hire me. I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a job in marketing. I was hating what I was doing. I just had enough. I just wanted to try new things. I just wanted to just find work that fulfilled me. I didn't want to do the work that I was doing anymore. And somewhere inside of me, because because I the 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 thing is right. You we choose the path that we're least afraid of in life. Uh, you know, what, whatever path that may be. And for me. You know, I wasn't scared anymore about creating a business in, uh, that might fail. I wasn't scared anymore of caring what other people would think if I was trying to create an online business or whatever. And, you know, I just had enough. I just was so frustrated with my current situation. So I um, ended up just going back to the drawing board and thinking to myself, you know, what kind of magazine can I create? I know that I don't want to create a print magazine. I think print's dying. I know that digital, this is what's coming. I know that podcast interviews are really hot. I started listening to, you know, the Pat Flynn podcast and all these other podcasts and I was listening to these podcasts and really, you know, was getting super inspired by all these interviews and I thought to myself, you know what, there actually really isn't a magazine out there for young entrepreneurs or necessarily targeting young, aspiring, novice stage entrepreneurs and startup founders and that just kind of just was like not even a light bulb moment, but I was like, maybe, maybe there's a market here. Maybe, maybe I can create a magazine that I could relate to and just trust in my gut and uh, ended up launching this thing. First day we went live, March 5th, 2013, made $5 on the first day, bro. Boom. <laughs> Nice. A sign, a sign of things to come. More $5 coming in after that. Yeah, that's right. So, so three years ago, you launched Founder Magazine, and it was you launched it as a digital magazine. And to this day, it still remains a digital magazine, correct? Yes, yes. In the App Store and Google Play Store. App Store and Google Play Store. So it's green, right? You're, you're doing good for the planet. Yep. Publishing content, but not, uh, not taking down any trees, which is cool. Um, and so, so let me ask you a question. The, uh, so I, you know, I don't know that I can consider myself a young entrepreneur anymore. I'm, I'm getting up there, you know, mid thirties. Right. Um, so, uh, does this, does this apply to me if I'm a, if I'm a mid thirties entrepreneur, uh, is founder for me or is it, I mean, I know your, your niche is, is young entrepreneurs, but talk about that. Is there any, uh, you know, one reason it would appeal to one over the other or, or 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, on of course, that? man. You know, the thing is, right? It's for young people. It's for people that are just new to entrepreneurship, fresh, green, novice, whatever you want to call it. Like, to be honest with you, how I have had a few people write to me saying that we should take away that tagline because they they don't consider themselves a young entrepreneur. But it's just kind of been our thing ever since the beginning and still to this day, you know, a lot of people identify with that. But we have plenty of people in our community that might not consider themselves young and we definitely don't want to discriminate. But I think more the play is around really, really targeting and helping and and making a difference for aspiring novice stage entrepreneurs. The one, founders. Yeah, and if you're, I mean, you're interviewing Richard Branson and Tony Robbins and Tim yeah, these Ferris, <laughs> right? These people, do, you know, they, they could teach a thing or two to an older entrepreneur as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And they're not uh, exactly the youngest blokes going around either, <laughs> or females, you know, ladies or, or not, you know? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So, so let's, I'd love, here's where I want to go with the story. We, you know, a lot of our, Listeners, the majority are entrepreneurs. Um, that's not, you know, the, the show's not targeted just towards entrepreneurs, though, so it's for everybody. But but what inspires me about your story, and I want to actually keep going with it, because I think this is an episode where some episodes I really want, I try to get real tactical, but I think that the tactics really come out with your, a lot of it was your, your mindset, and, and I think that's what a lot of our listeners can learn from, um, and then some of the strategy you've implemented. So, uh, and when I say implemented, to turn it into a profitable, fr- profitable business, right? So it started out mm-hmm. as a, you know, as a free magazine, um, and now I, you guys charge a, you know, pretty small monthly fee for it. Um, but you've launched products and services and, and programs that you could monetize to your audience and and also serve them at a very high level. Um, one example is uh, I know your Instagram, you know, you personally you, on Founder Magazine, you guys are up to 774,000 followers on Instagram, which is just huge. Um, mm. Your subscribers, you've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers that you get to deliver content to every month. Um, and uh, so I know Instagram domination is one of your courses. Uh, what was the first, uh, so you did $5 the first month. Where did that $5 come from? Two people purchased uh, uh, the magazine. Got it. And you were selling it for $2 or so at that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because you have to charge in US pricing, sometimes it's a little skewed on how much you actually make. Got it. Okay. So five bucks the first month. What did you guys bring in the second month? No, five. that was five dollars the first day, man. Oh, the so first five, day. Oh, yeah. Wow, so first day we made five dollars. At the end of the month, we made eighty dollars. The second month, yeah. I think we made about... 120 and then the third month you know it's like 300 fourth month it's like it, it just slowly kept growing wow yeah it's and sl- i mean slowly but surely right like you know you're not 80 bucks for a month you're that's not that's not gonna pay the pay the mortgage right pay the rent <laughs> no, um, no but, that's right that's why i didn't leave my day job man i think that's i think that's a rookie mistake a lot of people make i think i know some people that have their way of doing it but my way I think is what I, is the best way to do it. And that's what I recommend to everyone is, is build up your business first, you know, yep. see, 
See, see if it's got traction. See, you know, have savings in the bank before you leave your day job. Don't just leave your day job with nothing and, and you know, have it all on the line and then you're only focused around, you know, making money and you're stressing out and you're not really concerned about the value you're providing to people with your product or service. I think, I think um, you know, get paid to train, get paid, you know, to, you know, work on your business while you're getting it off the ground. I, I agree completely. And there's that whole, you know, burn your bridges, right? yeah, or you burn yeah. your boats, I mean, right? So you can't, there's no return. And now I, I completely disagree. When you're trying to build a business and you have more money going out than coming in, uh, or you have no money coming in because you quit your day job and, you know, like that's what I, by the way, I, I did a hybrid version. I saved up like 20 grand, uh, mm. which back then my rent was like three grand a month. So I, you know, I could cover myself for like six months rent wise. But I saved twenty grand, uh, and then I and then I jumped ship, and, and that mm. even that wasn't ideal. Uh, ideal would have been building the the stream of income to replace the current income, right? That that mm. that I feel I'm I'm totally on the same page with you, and I tell people the same thing. It's like build your your entrepreneurial business on the side. You know, work get up an hour early, right? Work on it in the morning. Work on it on yeah, Saturdays. That's it, man. And and then once once your entrepreneurial income replaces your day job income, right? Then then you easily, smoothly, and have a stress free transition. Um, but I've seen people burn through you know hundred grand and you know have to borrow money and uh, you know spend all their savings because they're it usually as you can attest right. Doesn't it, it take longer typically to get where you want it to be than you thought it would or you hoped it would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so true, dude. Like even. You know, it took me about a year to build up Founder to leave my day job. And even nice. I had during this like three to six month period, I was just struggling, dude. Like I didn't know I, I wasn't effective and I had to work it out and, and find my way. It's just so, it's a totally different shift to, to wake up and not know you don't have to be anywhere and you don't have to alarm, you don't have an alarm clock and no one's telling you where to go or what to do. Yeah. It's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Cause it's like, we're, we're used to, we're trained that, you know, if we don't have anywhere to be or anything we have to do, then we don't have to do anything or be anywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. And then, but it's like, it's like so often we, it's the only reason we got out of bed that day was cause I had to be at work, you know? So yeah, I got out yeah. of bed. Right. So when you lose that, it's this, yeah, it's this challenge of like, you become an entrepreneur cause you want freedom, but then sometimes we, we over, you know, we, we take advantage of that too much and we, we abuse the freedom and it becomes a problem. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. So cool. So, so let's. What was the first? So, so you start monetizing the magazine through subscriptions. How are you marketing it? I'm curious. Like, how are you getting the word out there? Even, even like the first month to get those first, or the first day to get those first two subscribers, or bringing that eighty bucks the first month. How, how are you getting the word out? See, here's the thing, bro. Steve Jobs did an amazing thing with Apple. He taught people to pay for content. People still pay for music when yeah. they go and use, you know, Apple devices, you know, just on iTunes or whether they get you on a subscription now with the with the music, it's iMusic or whatever, Apple Music. Yeah. And that's the same for apps, man. People people pay for apps. People pay for content. So sure. to get to get our first paid customers, we we produced something of worth, you know, a quality product on a marketplace with hungry buyers where, you know, there's this billions of people man like yeah. so all we had to do then was be where people are when they're looking for content around entrepreneurship startups stuff that founders want to read 
And that that's how we that's how I marketed it. That was the lowest hanging fruit that I could find was App Store SEO. Oh wow. Okay. And that and that um, held us in very, very good stead. So I didn't have to spend any dollars on marketing. I, I for a very long time I because this company's a hundred percent bootstrapped. I own a hundred percent of the company. And yeah, look, I just got really creative with, with my marketing. And the biggest thing was the lowest hanging fruit that I found was app store optimization. So right now, if you open up your iPad or your iPhone or in particular Apple, because we don't get many downloads or readers on, on Android, but on Apple, that's our bread and butter. And if you open up the, you know, you pull out your phone right now and type in Entrepreneur Magazine, we come up next to it. You type in Forbes Magazine. We come up next to it. You type in fast company. So we're piggybacking off not only a lot of uh, other magazine brands that you know people would re- might be potentially interested in founder, but also we're piggybacking off a lot of heavy keywords that people would type. So if someone types in entrepreneur or startup or you know starting a business and all these un- all these kinds of uh, key terms. Yeah. Uh, Founder comes up, and that that's always held us in really good stead, man. Got it. That Especially in the early days. So le- leveraging, yeah, like you said, SEO in the app store. How, so how do you how, how do you figure that out? If somebody's listening and they're like, "Dude, I want to launch an app," or "I have an app," or you know, how do you how do you get SEO in the app store? Is that something they can just Google to figure out how to do it, or do you have a course on how to do it? How, how does somebody figure that, figure that out? So here's my thing: how Anything that I look to focus on and master, like we mastered App Store SEO, like we, you know, we mastered, you know, putting together an amazing monthly issue every single month, so much to the point now that I don't even oversee that whole process or anything to do with the magazine. Nice. And we just, we just put out an amazing issue every single month. I speak to people that are doing it. I speak to people in every single area that we're trying to master and crush I speak to them. I speak to them, and I find out how they're doing it. I, you know, work out some sort of mutually beneficial exchange in value. When I network and catch up or reach out to that person, I always look to serve first and ask later. Yeah. And from there, you know, we help each other out, and um, that's that's a massive, massive piece that I'd love for your audience to take away is. Anything that I've done, whether it's branding, whether it's how to get interviews with hard to reach people, whether it's podcasting, whether it's content marketing, whether it's magazine, whether it's app store SEO, whether it's Instagram, anything, dude, you name it. I have spoke, if I'm focusing on mastering it, I've spoken and I've found the best in the world at it and I've tried to help them and I've tried to get help from them as well. All right. I love it. I'm writing that down. Um, Give us a, a, I'd love to hear this, you to share the story about uh, Richard Branson on the cover of Founder and, and you interviewing Richard. And I know people can get that issue for free if they go to Founder Mag, F O U N D R Mag.com. But, uh, but tell the, like, the Richard Branson story. How in the hell you're this brand new, you know, startup, you're this young kid, if you will. Uh, how do you get, you know, and Richard Branson is obviously in demand. He's wanted, you know, he's, he's featured in, you know, every kind of magazine, Forbes and all these established magazines. How did you get Richard Branson interviewed in and on the cover of Founder Mag? Mm. 
Well, it's quite simple, man. You said it yourself. He's been featured on every uh, single business magazine, established business magazine, or any business magazine on the planet, right? There's pretty much no decent-sized business magazine that Richard Branson hasn't been on the front cover of. And um, I thought to myself, if other people can get him on the front cover of their magazine, why can't he be on the front cover of Founder? Here's where it gets interesting, though, how when I first started the magazine, it actually wasn't even called Founder. It was called something else. I can't say the name of that magazine that it was called because I was sued for <laughs> trademark infringement by one really? of the biggest business magazines in the States. Yeah, but um, it's funny because I we had Richard Branson front cover for issue number eight, and I was pitching him four months in. And I was pitching under a different magazine name. And uh, the way I did it was I tracked back uh, how to find the the publishers. So if anybody is looking to get interviews with hard-to-reach people, always, always, always look for when they're looking for press and always, always, always look to find the gatekeepers. So a lot of these book publishers, uh, they they want PR, they want press for their books. A great example. Uh, so, excuse me. Uh, so Robert Herjavac, uh, one of the sharks off Shark Tank. Sure. One of the guys in his team contacted me, and they're looking for press because he's got a book coming out. So what do you know? Boom! Interview, cover story lined up. Same with. You know, Damon John or Barbara Corcoran, you know, all the all the all of these guys with the books, it just like it, it's it's an easy hanging fruit because they're looking for press. You're not taking up their time because it's part of their goals, right? Sure. You know, yeah. I know you how if you're looking to promote one of your books, you you're more than likely gonna take a lot more interviews as opposed to if you're focusing on something else because it's you know it, it might or might not be in your goals and people work towards what is whatever is in their goals and whatever they're focusing on so that's how I worked with Richard Branson so I knew that uh, you know that these that these um, excuse me I knew that these publishing houses want press for their books and I ended up tracking back uh, Sir Richard Branson's head of PR and I'll never forget uh, the feeling and, and that point in time. It felt it feels like yesterday. I was calling her up. I remember I was getting really mad at my um, housemate and his girlfriend. I was like, you know, guys, can you just please be quiet? I've got to make an important phone call. And uh, I, I, you know, I ran to my room, and we were not in the biggest house. And uh, <laughs> I, ran, I ran to my room, and I, you know, I, I, the phone was dialing. I, I, you know, the, I tried calling this lady, you know, the head of PR at of Sir Richard Branson. I tried calling this lady about five times, left so many voicemails, never got back to me. I was trying over a few weeks. Yeah. And, and I said, guys, can you just be, please be quiet? And I was like, my, my heart was beating. I was so sweaty and nervous. And she actually picked up. And I was like, oh my God. I think I said, oh my God, she's picked up. And, and I placed so much pressure on myself to get this interview because, you know, all the way up, you know, four issues in and the first issue of the magazine, we didn't even have a successful person on the front cover because no one would get back to me. And, you know, we, we, have, we hadn't scored a Richard Branson, put it this way. You know, this, the Richard Branson one was a big break. And, sure. and I put so much pressure on myself to get this interview because I thought it would be such a game changer for the business and ended up being a massive game changer. And 
I remember I, I spoke to her and, and I was like, you know, hello, my name's Nathan from you know, this magazine. And I was just really stumbling all over the place. I was really nervous and, you know, wasn't speaking very clearly. And she goes to me, oh, look, um, how long have you guys been around for? And I was like, uh, four months. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wow, you're really new. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, look, I tell you what, you know, I'm I'm on the tube. I, I'm just, she was in London. I'm, I'm on the tube. I'm about to jump on the train. Do me a favor. Send me an email. I, it might take me a while to get back to you, but I promise I will get back to you. And, um, yeah, anyways, uh, I ended up, you know, writing up this email and, it was a really, really good email, uh, and and I and I played on the fact that uh, his first business, like his first business venture, was a magazine. It was a student magazine, and I played on the fact also that um, you know we're trying to uh, you know educate the next leaders of today. And I know Richard Branson's really big on you know on helping young entrepreneurs and all those kinds of things, and. And anyways, um, you know, I sent that email and actually about a week later, uh, she actually wrote back to me and she said, oh, you know, thank you so much for your email. You know, I've had a chat, I've had a chat with Sir Richard Branson. Um, I pitched for a Skype interview. I never ended up speaking to him like over Skype and, and stuff like that. It was only an email interview, Hal. Okay. And um, she said, look, Happy, he's happy to do an interview. He's got a lot of travel going on at the moment. So, can we do an email interview? Um, and we'll still do the cover story. And I just took that and ran with it, of man. Course. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. I, I guess so. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the whole story, man. And, and that piece as well has you know, been a massive game changer because it's really helped the brand because we've got all these ambassadors now for the brand. Like you were reeling off all these rock stars and influencers in, you know, the entrepreneurship market and everywhere you see founder, you will see these faces. You And that just builds instant trust and instant credibility for the brand. And, and that's what we did with the magazine is, you know, we give away one of our most popular and best issues away for free. So, you know, people get a taste of it. They see the design. They see the content's great. And it's really cool and funky and fresh. And, and that builds trust. And then that people, you know, it, it causes people to want to subscribe. I love it. I mean, so so many lessons embedded in your journey, and and some of them, you know, just the ones that that we've we've heard before, but but often we don't do. You know, one the one that I that stands out for me is, you know, your persistence, right? Like despite being completely nervous and terrified, and you know, uh, to 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 try to reach out to Richard's people and, and, and thinking, you know, why would he talk to me? I'm in this new magazine, right? And, and not having your calls returned. I think you said you had called her more than five times, uh, her being the PR person for Richard and, uh, didn't hear anything back, but you just kept calling, right? You kept mm. calling and, uh, finally got that call back. And I think there's such a, such a valuable lesson is so often we, you know, we just, we don't persist enough, right? We try, I tried once I called, didn't hear back. I, that was it. It's like you decide you want something and then you go after it. And 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 one of my mentors, Dan Cassetta, used to say, "How you know? You ask him how long do you do you work towards a goal that you have?" And he says, "Until, right?" I think that was from Jim mm. Rohn. But until until you achieve it. it, might take you a year, might take you five years. The only giving, the only failure is in giving up. And I think that you really are a living example of that, Nathan, which is so cool. 
Oh, um, thank you, brother. Yeah, man. And then some other things that uh, that I wanted to highlight. Um, you know, you mentioned anything that you want to master. You find you know people that are doing it that are the best in the world at it, and you find a way to learn from them. And often that's by you know figuring out a way to add value first, and then you know ask later in terms of uh, what what you're trying to get out of it. And um, and then the other thing that I had written down here is that the kind of the way you got you know, got to Richard is that you were strategic. It wasn't just a, Hey, will you help me? It was, you did your research on Richard and you knew that he started, had a similar start, right? To what you did. And it's like, he had been in your shoes and you were able to, to focus on that and him, you know, in, in kind of a, a soft spot, if you will, for any person is like, if you are where they were and they know what it's like to be there and, and you're striving to get where they are. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm going to help that person. I'm, you know, cause I've been there and, and I, I know what it's like. And if I were, in their shoes or when I was in their shoes, I wanted, you know, I would hope that somebody would, would give me a shot. Right. Mm, so that's right. doing that. Um, yeah, it's all about that mutually beneficial exchange in value. Any, any good biz dev, you know, you, you're a sales guy. You can't, you know, I'm be talking about Cutco, man. You, every, you know, every no gets you closer to a yes. Mm, absolutely. So, to, uh, it, it's something that mutual exchange of value and the more value you add to others, the more valuable you become, right? Mm. I think, um, yeah, man, really, really good. And, and the last thing is you said, give your best stuff away for free. And I think that's something that often we're so afraid to do. We hoard our best stuff and we protect it and, you know, and uh, <laughs> if you can give it away for free, you're, uh, you know, you're, then people go, wow, this, if this is the free stuff, gosh, what's he charged for? You know, mm. what's he charged for? So um, really, really good. What What is the best way for people to um, get a hold of you? Where do they get that free issue of Founder? And then I want to close by asking you one more question um, about your goals and, and the one that you're most proud of. But uh, but yeah, what's the best way to, for people to get the free issue of Founder and, and get a hold of you? Yeah, so if people want to get a hold of me, they can... Uh, just ping me on Twitter at Nathan H. Chan or, you know what, you can email me, Nathan at foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-mag.com. And uh, if you want to find out more about Founder, just foundermag.com. Or if you want to download the free Richard Branson issue, you can just go to founder, F-O-U-N-D-R-mag.com forward slash Branson. Nice, 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 nice. So foundermag. Uh, dot com or foundermag.com forward slash Branson to go directly to the free issue um, and uh, to get a hold of you on Twitter. Nathan, you said it's at Nathan H. Chan. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. And the last question I, I want to ask is of all the goals that you've achieved, Nathan, uh, some, some pretty impressive ones. What's the one that you're most proud of and why? Wow, this is a tough one, dude, because... I didn't get to tell you my whole goal setting process, did I? No. If you, hey, I've got, I've got some time. If you want to go through that, man, I'd love, I'd love to hear that. I think that'd be yeah, a I, high I'd note like to, to finish on. Yeah, I'd like to share it with, with you because I think um, this, this has been really uh, incremental for for me to be able to achieve my goals every single year and um, really crush it. Nice. Yeah. Let's so, do it. So this is something that one of my early mentors taught me when I first started Founder in the early days. Uh, his name is Matthew Mikowitz, and he wrote this amazing book called um, "Toilet Paper uh, Entrepreneur" or no, "Pumpkin Plan." No, 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 no. That's that's Mike 
Macowitz. Oh, okay, okay. This is an Australian dude from Adelaide, and uh, his book is called Life in Half a Second. And uh, super, super successful entrepreneur. He sold his last company for over $50 million. And I met him wow. in the early days when I first started Founder. And uh, I actually ended up catching up with him. So I live in Melbourne. He lives in Adelaide. And um, he said, you know, like, Nathan, where are you going with Founder? What are your goals? And I said, oh, look, I don't really set goals. And um, he said, look, all right, let's work on your goals right now. And he pulled out this napkin, like just one of the napkins, and he said, like, what, what, how much money do you need to make to leave your day job? Um, what, what things, how many issues do you need to produce to be able to get to, you know, four, four grand a month? And, you know, what other things do you need to do in terms of marketing to get to that four grand a month? And we broke it all down. And uh, what he described and what he taught me was this way to set goals by using this goal pyramid. And you have your top goal, like, you know, your over, like the, the height, like the goal that you want to achieve, like the number one goal you want to achieve. And usually when it comes to your business, it's either impact or, you know, numbers, customers, revenue, turnover, profit, et cetera, et cetera. That's your top goal when it comes to your business. And pretty much, you know, he helped me work out what I needed to do, uh, not only like to leave my day job, but how to keep growing the business. So at the start of every single year, this is the same process I go through. And every single time for the past three years that I've done this process, how I've hit my goal every single time wow. without a doubt. And, um, I, you know, this goal pyramid, I have it on my bedside table. I look at it every single day. And at the start of this year, at the start of every year now, when I, when I write down this and set this goal pyramid up, I go to this website called futureme.org and I actually write a full letter to myself one year from now, like one year ahead of time. Okay. So I write down my goals that I got from my goal pyramid and I write a little essay just being, you know, extremely, I guess, transparent with how things are going in my life or get really emotional and talk about things that I'm excited about and all sorts of things like that. And when I hit send, I know that that email is going to come exactly one year from when I sent it ahead of time. Wow. Uh, so just knowing that, having that goal pyramid, attacking those goals, anyone that asks me any questions or you know, any, any needs any help or any opportunities that come away, unless it's on my goal pyramid, I say no. And to, that's how I do my goals. To answer your question, probably my most uh, accomplished goal to date is just launching Founder. And, uh, you know, one of my goals at the end of last year was for us to uh, serve over, you know, I know you said 100,000, but across all of our channels now, we serve over a million people every single month across all of our channels, like all of our content. Yeah every single month. And that was one of my goals at the end of last year. So that's probably my most, um, I guess, accomplished goal uh, that I'm most proud of. It's fantastic, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, Nathan, and at, uh, you know, at relatively a young age, not even 30 years old yet, and have already created and, and, and contributed so much to the world. And uh, for yourself, it's, it's, it's really, uh, really, really impressive, man. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you, brother. You know, it's uh you know, I feel like I'm just getting warmed up, but thank yeah, you. You are. That isn't that the, that's the cool thing too. That whenever you're for anybody listening, right? Whatever, wherever you are on your journey, you're just getting started, right? Yeah, like <laughs> you're just getting started, and uh, and that you know, and that's encouraging both if you're where you know where you want to be to go. Wow, this is just the beginning. It's going to get better. Or if you're not where you want to be, 
either way, you go, hey, I'm just getting started, so that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it can only get better from here. I'm just getting started. So I love the goal pyramid and uh, writing yourself a letter at futureme.org. And I'm actually at futureme.org. I've never heard of that before. Uh, I've definitely done the process of writing myself a letter, but but this is a cool way to you know make it automated and you can pick the delivery day. So you could technically do this every month, right? I mean, this whole yeah. futureme.org, or every, I mean, whenever you want, every day, there's no limit to the frequency. That's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, super cool, man. Right on, brother. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to share with the the uh, goal achievers, our listeners, and um, goal achievers. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, once once again, I hope you got as much value from from Nathan and, and his story and his journey and and his strategies and what he's done to accomplish his goals. And I hope that you'll apply those, you know, to get uh, to to secure your your first Richard Branson, uh, you know, in in your world, whatever that is for you. That big, scary, audacious goal. That uh, you're scared of, that maybe you uh, you you're, you're you haven't gotten the response that you wanted right out of the gate. Keep persisting until you succeed. So, thanks for tuning in to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is uh, Hal Elrod. I appreciate you, love you guys and gals, and uh, I will talk to you next week when we'll bring you another guest who is achieving extraordinary goals that you can learn from. Take care. As I mentioned, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the small business accounting software that is designed for you. And when it comes to FreshBooks, you know, they started out with invoicing and that's kind of what they're known for. But FreshBooks has so many features now to help keep you organized and streamline the business side of being an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, from expense tracking where you can track your expenses and it really makes it ridiculously simple. You know, more boxes full of receipts. Their mobile app actually lets you take pictures of your receipts and FreshBooks organizes them for later. It can create an expense report for you. Also make claiming expenses at tax time a breeze. Uh, Cash flow tracking, they offer all the little details about cash flow are kept in one place. So FreshBooks knows exactly what invoices you've sent, which uh, people you sent them to, when you sent them, who's paid you and who owes you what. And FreshBooks will also handle your time tracking. So when it comes to uh, create that invoice, it's the time for the invoice, you'll know what you did and when you did it. And the most important thing for everyone listening is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple. Even if you're not a numbers person, actually, especially if you're not a numbers person, just go to freshbooks.com forward slash achieve your goals and put in the code achieve your goals in the how did you hear about a section and you'll get a month of unrestricted use for all of our listeners totally free right now you don't even need a credit card for the trial so again just go to freshbooks.com forward slash achieve your goals and enter achieve your goals in the how did you hear about a section and you will be glad you did appreciate you and i will talk to you next week take care and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast so now we want to know what were your biggest takeaways. Simply head on over to hellelroad.com slash 125 for episode number 125 and leave a comment in the show notes page. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellelroad.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review because rating and reviews truly are the best way for you to to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. All right, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.